Hey, before we dive into today's episode, just want to give a quick heads up that we talk about Guardians of the Galaxy 3 at the top of the episode, and we give some pretty major spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, you don't want anything spoiled, click to the 10 minute and 30 second mark, and we'll be wrapping it up. Look who's back. Yes, sir. <laughs> the new player is here. How you doing, Jose? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm great. We just got off some uh, some game, yep. some gameplay that we've been going in, and uh, we got a little more time with this game, yeah, and we, we got two games this week. Unprecedented. Yeah. But yeah, man, how you been? We uh, sort of, I feel like we can unveil the curtain now that we recorded all those nine episodes before they were actually out yeah and this is the first one where we're actually this is two days before it comes out so we're yeah, actually were caught like up way now. before <laughs> yeah way before <laughs> way before <laughs> that we should probably say but uh no yeah we um well, i feel like we should even going into this week no guests besides our super producer aaron dillon how you doing aaron i'm doing good happy yeah. to be here <laughs> absolutely and but i feel like with no guest we can kind of maybe lay back a little bit you know yeah. vibe new player podcast nights yes sir i want to know besides before we get into games what are you watching any shows I'm watching i'm going through the most important episodes of the clone wars with kylene okay uh most I, important determined by you no i looked up the, like the most important like gotcha. story arcs uh so I approved there's there's good ones in there yeah yeah uh, there's a certain order to watch them in too right oh yeah because they're out of order yeah, yeah they are but apart from that what else have i been watching i feel like i haven't really watched much any movies what's the last movie i watched in theaters guardians of the galaxy i rewatched uh guardians of the galaxy you give it movie? another watch yeah, okay yeah, we yeah. got to talk about this because okay. aaron you saw it last night right i did oh okay shit. all right all right so before we go further okay hold on we started this podcast because you have crazy opinions jose which i respect the fuck out of because you stick to your opinions (laughs) (laughs) after so i i watched guardians of galaxy uh three with jose and two of our other friends and i was having a great time i was like oh man james gunn is back kind of getting excited for the dceu now great music tracks i'm gonna have to look up after this and then after the credits roll, I look over at Jose, and he leans forward, and he goes, this is one of the worst MCU movies I've ever seen. <laughs> so, what were your thoughts? What were some things you didn't like about it? The Okay, I'm, I'm going to tell you what I didn't like on the first round. Okay. Uh, which was a lot. Got you. Uh, I, I'll, I'll start off by telling you what I like. Uh, I really like the, the Rocket story, uh, and I liked the... I mean, the, the set descent and everything was fine. It was just... To me, it wasn't really Guardians of the Galaxy send-off. Because I know this is James Gunn's last movie with Marvel. And I know a lot of these actors aren't coming back. Or that's what they said, at least. So knowing that, it was just like a little underwhelming. I didn't really have ex- too many expectations for this movie. Because it was like... I was like, this is just going to be another Marvel movie, you know? Like, lately, they have been pretty shit. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was going to be it. But I was like, nah, it's James Gunn. He's going to, like... He's going to do something good with it so you went in with relatively high expectations for the state of marvel i'd say probably maybe a little bit higher than i should have (laughs) that may have been it because i think i went in with i think i'm in a pretty similar place with you with marvel in general right now where i'm it's hard for me to get excited with anything new marvel yeah the last thing i really enjoyed was miss marvel um the show but so i think i went in with very low expectations um i forget who even brought up going to see it it might have been eric but just kind of, you know, along for the ride. Mm-hmm. And then, so I think anything beyond that, I was really happy with. But your second viewing, what did you think? I liked it a little bit more, but I still feel like it's not up there. A lot of people are claiming this to be like the best Guardians movie and like the best Marvel sin- like movie since Endgame. And to me, it's, it's still probably like the weakest out of the trilogy. Of Guardians. Uh, of Guardians, yeah. Do you stand by it being one of the weakest MCU movies? It might have gone a little bit higher towards like the 
bottom middle, if that makes any sense. Hmm. Uh, but it's still, I don't know. I feel like it's lacking something. Like it's too, still too Disneyfied. It's still too like corporation. Like I know hmm. James did a lot of like things that it was like he's gonna do it his way. But I don't know. I I just feel like it, it wasn't fully there. Yeah, I. To me, a lot of his his style was there. I do think with a movie like The Suicide Squad, you see where he really gets to flex his like er, the early movies that he made, where they were super gory, super profane, yeah. very like edge lord. Um, so yeah, he still feels a little, I guess, toned down, a little more kid friendly for these movies. Mm-hmm. But all in say, all, I like I've, the stakes. I feel like this, at least in terms of the Guardians movies, it feels like the the most James Gunn of the Guardians movies mm. because I don't think the others were as overtly gross, um, which I I appreciated when I was watching the, this new one, um, just because it added I think a little bit more to it than um, the others, at least as far as making it more of like a James Gunn sort of like proper stamp. Um, but um, but yeah, I, I I get what you mean a little bit about the send off because it, it felt like it was trying to do that and it certainly did, uh, but not to sort of like a big bombastic kind of uh, proper one. Like yeah. the the rocket storyline was great, but I feel like it also in the end kind of you you're left in this weird spot where you you wrap up the rocket storyline and then it's just like well here's where everybody else is yeah. is doing and it just it, like it doesn't quite feel like it's quite enough to justify mm-hmm. yeah i didn't care as much up. what everybody yeah. else was doing i will yeah. say i don't like the new guardians team yeah do you think they're actually going to make stuff with them or is that just like a, here's so. what they're up to no nah, i think so i think it'd mm. be it, it's it, they'd be as involved as like the new avengers were at the end of what's what was it age of ultron where it was like here's our yeah. new avengers team and then we get the first bit of civil war with them and then mm. it's kind of everybody's coming back um oh you think it's gonna be like that i yeah i don't think it's gonna be like a whole new a whole new movie with them but they'll be they'll be yeah. it'll be it'll be referenced being like hey, here's the guardians of the galaxy but then mm. they also I, I, spoilers, I guess, at the end of the credits, they said that uh, Star Lord's going to return. Yeah. So I feel like That's you weird. know Chris yeah. Pratt's not not quite done yet. So I heard uh, I get all, all my like Marvel shit from Instagram. So mm-hmm. in one of the like pages that I that I follow, that some of the stuff, the majority of the stuff that they've said, it becomes like reality in the movies. I heard that uh, Star Lord's going to join the Earth Avengers. Hmm. So I mean he. He is hanging out. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I it, it was just I I didn't enjoy it that much, honestly. Uh, I understand now. Now, now that you pointed that out, pointed out, I feel like it was definitely very stylized by James Gunn. But the whole, especially towards the end, I mentioned there's like the whole kid thing and the whole like mm-hmm. it was just like didn't we not see that in Thor? Like, That's a good point. No, yeah. I will say. I, I agree that we saw it in Thor, but I liked it better in Guardians. In I like it better too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought Thor might be my least favorite Marvel. That's for yeah, sure. Love, Love and Thunder. Thunder. Yeah. yeah, but but yeah, I I I think there is something to what you're saying though, because I a movie podcast that I really like. I listened to their episode on it, and they mm-hmm. both hated it. Um, so yeah, I th- I feel like it's just such a state of Marvel thing right now, yeah. where it's just. It's you know it's just gonna never really end. It'll only change. Yeah. But then also it's ending this trilogy. Yeah. Everyone's writing that movie hard though. Like God that's weird. Damn, yeah. Like really really hard. Like yeah. I'm I'm surprised. Well, I do remember when the first one came out, how big of a deal it was that yeah. it just felt so new and so different. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's people just kind of hopping back on that nostalgia train. But yeah, yeah. who knows? But it's nice because it's not. It's it feels like a proper follow up to Guardians of the Galaxy and not so much. The MCU, it doesn't have a multiverse I angle like a lot. Uh, or anything like that. And, it, it, and as cool as that has gotten, I think the response to like Quantumania has been pretty apparent that people are kind of getting annoyed with this sort of I, a movie that exists only to further the larger plot and yeah. you sort of sacrifice uh, actual characters within yeah. that story. I did like that. Yeah, yeah sure. the and I was t- talking to you about this last night. I like how the stakes didn't get bigger than taking care of Rocket, taking mm-hmm. care of their friend. Mm-hmm. It 
wasn't world ending, even though, like I mentioned, literally a world ends in the movie. <laughs> Spoiler alert again. But really, the the only emotional stakes that get raised very high is, is Rocket going to survive? Mm-hmm. Which was my biggest knock on it, is that they had to fake out death with Rocket and with uh, Peter. I was mm-hmm. about to say that, yeah, I hated those. Those were annoying. Those were so Especially dumb. the Peter one. The yeah. Peter one was really annoying. Yeah, fake yeah. out deaths are always... Uh, when has that ever actually paid off in a movie as far as like an emotional story beat yeah and someone pointed this out so star lord loses his mask in the second one and then apparently because james wanted to be like done with it and then the russo brothers brought it back with infinity war and endgame and then james went back and like no no mask so it's like Mm -hmm. he they could have avoided that entire scene if he was wearing a mask oh wow yeah I guess we should put a little spoiler alert about Guardians of the Galaxy. Get a nice yeah. little like a, a siren up front. <laughs> Non-video game spoiler alert ahead. Anyways. Um, yeah. I guess we'll do uh, our little intro. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the New Player Podcast, where each week I introduce my friend Jose to a new video game. That's Jose. What's up? What's up? And I'm your host, William Barrios. This week we'll be talking about Death Stranding with no one except ourselves. Um, but before we do, again, taking it a little easy, Aaron, I have an update for you that I haven't told you yet. Ooh. You recommended a game to me called Disco Elysium. I did, yes. I have finished that game. Oh, hell yeah. I really enjoyed that game. It's- <laughs> I have never felt like a game is reading a novel more than that game. It, yeah. It's so well very dense. It's one of those, I want, I want to go back and play it again, but I want to me put too. like five years or a large amount of time in between the last time I played it and now because it's such the role playing experience really benefits from just kind of being organic with it. So I feel like I already I, I still know too much just getting to the other side of the game. So I want yeah. to put it away back in my brain, revisit it. Absolutely. Yeah. For for you, Jose, and for anybody who's unfamiliar with the game, it's a isometric so like a bird's eye view top-down role-playing game where you are a cop that has lost his memory from this you wake up from this huge night of binge drinking you're an alcoholic and you don't remember who you are you don't remember why you're in this town and you slowly realize you're a detective you're trying to figure out your name where'd your gun go where'd your badge go oh wow you're partner shows up but you don't he's trying to solve this like murder going on in this town while you're trying to figure out who you are and it's just it's all about politics and the fake history of this place it's from this estonian writer mainly and it is actually let me pull up a little bit this has some of the best um video game narration that i have ever heard the guy who does the main uh narration for this game has incredible pipes i think he's like a british punk singer like a ska band yeah, right yeah 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 um no everything about this game is top notch the music also oh, perfect yeah. the art it, the it art, looks like oh. uh, watercolor paintings wow it's gorgeous but this is a little bit of this guy's voice trite contrived mediocre milk toast amateurish infantile cliche and gonorrhea ridden peon to conformism i fucked me affront to humanity war crime should literally be tried for war crimes resolutely shit lacking in imagination Uninformed reimagining of lip-wristed, premature, ill-informed attempt at talentless fuckfest, recidivistic shit peddler, pedantic, listless, savagely boring, just one repulsive laugh after another. So yeah, just a nice deep British man. <laughs> but yeah, no, love Disco Elysium, love the ending, which uh, we won't spoil here, um, as opposed to Guardians, but. Uh, <laughs> All right, and then, Aaron, you're playing the talk of the town right now. I sure am, that that Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. How are you liking it? I, I am having a blast. It's almost, uh, there's almost too much to do. It's one of those games I try to run to an objective and then just so many other things come up or I mm. fall into uh, a hole or something else catches my eye. It's really just ADD uh, in, in the best kinds, um, but it's great. Uh, Hell yeah. Having the best time. Well, I would ask you, Jose, what you've been playing, but I actually know what you've been playing. Oh, yeah. Besides Death Stranding. Yep. What is it? Mortal Kombat 10 and 11. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Of all the games that we played, it surprises me that that's the one that stuck with you the most. Because yeah. I remember when we would always play 
Smash, you were never interested, but Mortal Kombat stuck yeah. with you. I've also been playing a little bit of uh, UFC. Oh, the um, is that EA? I think so. I played a couple, a couple of those rounds. Nice. I like Mortal Kombat a lot more, honestly. You said you're getting pretty good at it, right? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. yeah well, we were waiting for Death Stranding to load uh, about a week ago because uh, we were trying to mess with save files and stuff. We put on Mortal Kombat, and yeah. You're getting very hard to beat. I think you whooped my ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. It's working. With some um, games. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, playing, jumping ahead a little bit, playing Death Stranding, you caught on very fast, I noticed, with um, the balance mechanic that yeah. became second nature to you really quick. Yeah. So, but before we do get into Death Stranding, we played another game, Hypercharge Unboxed, which you mentioned, I think, on our Skate 3 episode. Hmm. You brought up, for anyone who doesn't remember, it's a game where you're pretty much an action figure in a toy yeah. store. And you come to life, and then you're shooting other action figures and stuff. What did you think of it? I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I really, really liked it. Was it what you expected? It wasn't what I expected. No, not really. I expected to be more like going, like figuring out, like finding out like the whole room and everything. And it was more so like defend your base kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, That's honestly what I didn't like as much about it. I would have hoped it was an adventure game. I had different expectations for it, but I, I still really enjoyed it. Okay. Like, yeah. it, it didn't really bothered me too much that it was like that yeah yeah i just wish you could like customize the action figures a lot more like and i was telling you i feel like you liking that kind of opens up the door to did you say you had ever played fortnite or no I, i've played it before maybe like a couple times uh it didn't really interest me as much as this game but now that i look back i'm like yeah they're, they're pretty similar so i wonder if it's a similar thing to turtles because i remember you had said for tmnt that if they weren't the ninja turtles and it was mm -hmm. that same mechanic that you wouldn't be interested. Yeah. If it was the same game without action figures, do you think you'd be interested? I mean, looking at Fortnite, I know they've had uh, like different characters like Daredevil and a lot of like oh, the, true. Uh, Star Wars characters. So I don't know. I uh, I, th I feel like it'd be one of those games to like play every once in a while to have fun, but it wouldn't be something I'd be like constantly doing. Yeah, I haven't touched Hypercharge uh, since we played. So it's one that definitely didn't grab me. But also that type of shooter game. I... Got into Fortnite a little bit, like whenever it was first big, but mm. yeah, that's never really grabbed me too much. Whenever, uh, for Return of the Jedi recently had its, what was it, 40th anniversary yeah. release or something? We went to go see that in theaters, and I remember afterwards, because of the indoor planet scene, you said, Oh, yeah. What did you say? The, uh, is that EA as well? Star Wars Battlefront. Star Wars yeah. Battlefront, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had uh, played that. I remember, yeah. Well, how old was I? Maybe like 12, uh, I'd go over to to a friend's house and I'd I'd, I'd play that, Damn. and that was that was really cool. I remember the the indoor scenes like really reminded me of it. Uh, I remember Hoth. them nailing indoor. Yeah, yeah. It it was, speeder bike. Yeah, was, I really enjoy those games. Hell yeah! All right, well, let's talk a little bit about Death Stranding. Um, this game came out in 2019 on PlayStation 4. The genre is action, but also strand type, which is a thing that Hideo Kojima coined. This person on Reddit. AXW3555. This is how they described a strand game, which I think sums it up pretty well. A strand game is basically a game where your objectives are mostly or entirely achieved through social interactions as opposed to combat, farming, building, etc. to connect things. I've seen arguments for things like uh, Assassin's, <laughs> Assassin's Creed. I've seen arguments for things like Animal Crossing New Horizons and Stardew as strand games, but the primary objective in them doesn't seem to be the socialization, but rather socialization is a means to do other things. So basically, like, you're trying to set up the internet in Death Stranding, mm -hmm. that the objective is just to connect things for the sake of connecting things, yeah. rather than to get materials or anything like that. The format is third-person open worlds. There's a sequel coming in 2024 or 2025, probably 2025, Death Stranding 2. The developer is Kojima Productions, the publisher is Sony Interactive Entertainment, and the director is our boy of your least favorite game on the podcast so far, Metal Gear Solid. This was his kind of big return to video games after he split with Konami. Metal Gear Solid Five was his last okay. uh, hurrah with them. Some context, some other games that came out at this time were Control, Resident Evil 2 Remake, Disco Elysium, which we just talked about, Mortal Kombat 11, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which may be showing up on the pod next season. Nice. Stay tuned. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, what were some of your first impressions before we go to a break? The I mean the the music was amazing. I yeah. was listening to that even after like after I left. Uh the whole atmosphere. The whole atmosphere, yeah. I mean just like being able to like walk in nature. Uh again. Oh, like, if you want to walk, this yeah. is the game for you. <laughs> 
I'm gonna say something crazy though. I kind of agree with the guy in the video. It's too much. Like though those parts where they were like talking, I'm like I really don't care. <laughs> okay, I'm honestly with you on this. Okay. Um, <laughs> actually, okay, so we'll explain the video and everything right after this break. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back. All right. So, overview of the game's story. I honestly don't know. This story is crazy. I started playing it a little bit before playing with Jose, and I got so many new things watching Jose play it, and I still don't fully understand the context of the world. There's this company, Bridges, that the main character works for that seems to be tied to the government. I don't know if it's like a late stage capitalism type thing. But before we dive into all that, Let's go back to the video you were mentioning, Jose. Can you give a little bit of context of that video we were watching? Oh, what's the name of the YouTuber? Video Game Donkey. Okay, so... And so he was the guy that we watched on the Metal Gear Solid episode who was recapping all the lore. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So he was pretty much shitting on the the video game. Yeah. Uh, And I agreed with a lot of things that he said. And like while watching that, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, this... Yeah, it it might not be... Because in my head, I'm like putting in the list... And I'm like, yeah, it might not be as high as I, as I thought when, oh. when we first started. Because, again, when we first started, it was, like, the amazing soundtrack, the amazing visuals. Just It was, I don't know, very soothing. And then the more I start playing it, like, the less I'm liking it. <laughs> so, yeah, this is my... I like Hideo Kojima a lot. And I would say I'm higher on this game than you are. Mm-hmm. But I think my biggest issue with him is I really respect how cinematic his gameplay is. But I bumped up a little bit against it on Metal Gear Solid, and I think it's more uh, evident here, is that I like his uh, ideas in movies, his stories, mm-hmm. his cutscenes. I like all of that. And I like his gameplay. I just don't necessarily think they fit together. Yeah. Especially in a game like this. And the dialogue is so long. And so Very long. long. And as Video Game Donkey was saying in his video... Explaining things that we don't yeah. really need explained. We, Sometimes the, mystery is better. There's things that like he should explain and he doesn't explain it. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if like the things that I'm questioning it was like it's explained later on during the game, but I feel like there should be less explaining of things that don't really matter. Yeah. Like if if he's gonna be connecting, uh, what was it like the signal or something? The chiral network. Yeah. You don't have to do so much explanation. You just got like maybe like a little bit and then like go directly to the mission or whatever. Yeah, but you're then... setting up Wi-Fi routers. Yeah. It's the internet. Yeah. <laughs> delivering packages all of that good stuff yeah yeah i do agree that especially in that opening this game has a phenomenal opening and i heard that the marketing was incredible too and i think hideo kojima is an incredible tone setter and the music that he selects choosing iceland to be the the kind of template for america is gorgeous to look at the costumes everybody's wearing there's ideas in this of death being a broken system and chasing you and everything like that they're incredible ideas but the america broken system setting up the chiral network story and the walking gameplay don't feel like the same game yeah i feel like they're two completely like different games one's a crazy anime and one's yeah a walking game yeah this um reviewer from polygon russ frushtick put it in a in i think in a really good way he brings up a wild thing at the end that uh, to give a little bit of context to one of the missions in death stranding is you deliver a trunk of sperm that's all i'll say rush frushtick says death stranding feels like two games in one designed for seemingly opposite audiences one is a wholly unique open-world adventure with asynchronous cooperative multiplayer that allows me to feel like I'm part of a community, building a world from scratch. And the other is a long, confusing, deeply strange movie. The former is pulling most of the weight, but they share equal sc- screen time. And like, a st- <laughs> and like a steamer trunk full of sperm, it's impossible to separate the good from the bad. It's all in the same box. And yeah, I oh. think... I think do do one of the two. Yeah. Make the game or tell the story. Wow. I, I agree with that review. Yeah. yeah. But that being said, every time I picked up this game, there is something I think he really nails. There is something I do genuinely like about this game. Mm-hmm. Some, there was a mission I had, when was this? I think maybe right before you came over, 
where I almost died several times. I came into a lot of different enemies. I had cargo like packed, uh, packed really high up on my back. I couldn't get my balance. And then I finally got back to base and it really hit that just like video game dopamine spike that you want. And so there is something about the mechanics and the, the formula that he set up that is working, but it feels like you kind of have to work in order to get there. And maybe I just need to play a little bit more, but I feel like that's also the video game's fault for not intriguing the audience or me in this case enough to want to play more of it. Mm. And I was like pretty so, so slow that I'm like, do I want to pick, continue picking this up? Like, I feel like maybe like the deeper you get into the game, the better it gets. I will say I have found that I have okay. found it picks up, but again, you could put that on the video game. Yeah. And also it's a very long video game. And I think this is a big thing with people like Hideo Kojima, like any kind of auteur, people could say this about Quentin Tarantino or Paul Thomas Anderson or any Woody Allen or anybody like that, uh, of it being indulgent. And I think that could be either something that you like or you don't like. Mm. If the types of things that they're leaning into is something you gravitate towards, you probably wouldn't call it indulgent. But if you don't, then I can see this game being very indulgent. I was actually thinking about that before. In my head, I was like, Tarantino. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I'm not the biggest fan of that movie. And I was like, I feel like he made that movie more so for himself and his taste than the audience in my in I'm my so head. I was with like, you, yeah. I feel like this game might be a little bit like that. Yeah. Which, I, again, I, I like a lot of it. But the parts that I don't like kind of overshadow it for me. Yeah. That's such a good point about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, too. I hadn't thought about it in terms of him making it for himself, but mm-hmm. that's definitely how that movie feels. Yeah. Especially the ending. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the ending so is the, the part that I like the most. But, uh, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I f- that's kind of a similar thing where I feel like that could have been its own Inglorious Bastard style movie. Mm-hmm. And it, to me, it feels a little disconnected to the rest. Mm-hmm. But interesting. But interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to have a movie spinoff. Yeah. For we gotta, and we still got to do that Patreon where we just talk about Last Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, okay, so going back to the main character and the goal for anybody who doesn't really know this game and has been very confused for the past 10 minutes. So this is from... This Everyone's guy's, confused. No. <laughs> this game, then you know how it feels to play Allegedly, this game. Allegedly, yeah. even Kojima is still confused. Yes. <laughs> so this is from Matthew Galtz from a Time article called We're Not Thinking About Others, what Hideo, what Hideo Kojima Wants You to Learn from Death Stranding. Matthew Galtz said, Players control Sam Porter Bridges, a courier in a world where death is broken. Ghosts roam the wastelands between the remnants of American cities, and it's up to Sam to reconnect people by delivering packages and hooking them up to an advanced internet called the Chiral Network. And that's basically what there is. There's a lot more. There's Sam's mom is the president, and he doesn't seem to remember her at first, and then she dies, and you burn her corpse, and there's a lot of plot, but the, the overall objective is pretty much just reconnecting America. So, Jose, I mentioned this briefly or I mentioned that I was going to mention this on the podcast while you were playing. When we were playing Skate 3, your argument with Cameron was, why would I spend time learning how to skate in a video game when I could pick up my skateboard and go skate? I really like the mechanics and the walking of Death Stranding, but it really just made me want to mm-hmm. go hike. Yeah, or like, yeah. go. You mentioned this, that you want, it made you miss Boulder. Yeah, And I think it nails that. It nails that vibe of which is what makes it fun. What makes Death Stranding fun is what's fun about hiking, of every little turn and everything you have to plan out, holding your balance and everything. We mentioned while we were playing the game, he probably came up with this while he was hiking because yeah. it's just a, a rock in the road can mm-hmm. fuck you up. And I feel like it's very different from Skate 3 because it's not like with Skate 3 in my head, I'm like, I have a skateboard at home. I can just pick it up and go outside at any point mm-hmm. that I want or that I can. With this one, it's like, okay, we live in L.A. Yeah, we have hiking trails, but it's not like, again, it reminded me back home like Colorado. Yeah, It's not like, and imagine someone lives in Arizona or something. They can't just go up and hike. Yeah. Uh, Arizona might have mountains. I don't know. but Yeah, but if you're in Arizona, <laughs> you just want to kill yourself anyway. <laughs> um, for example, like uh, the movie, like Bridge to uh, Terabithia. Mm, As a kid. Great movie. I was like, wow, like, this is, like, taking me out. Like, I really want to, like, want to do this. And even though I could technically could go out to, like, the woods or whatever, and we did. It wasn't the same as like the treehouse mm. and all this stuff. Right. And for me, this game is like okay. I can yeah, I can go hiking, but it's not gonna be like I don't know. I don't know if if, if, if you're not gonna bring a ladder and a rope and like actually. Are you saying that? Yeah. So uh, to me, it's like playing this game 
makes more sense than playing Skate 3, if, right, if, if that makes That does make sense. I think for me, though, maybe it's just because I have more connection to hiking than to skating mm-hmm. that, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily be delivering cargo and doing these massive yeah. rappel down a rock mm-hmm. and everything like that. But I think I think it's more a testament to the game. I think overall it's a positive thing of yeah. the game that yeah, I agree. it it makes me want to go out and explore mm-hmm. so much because it yep. nails that feeling of exploration so much. One hundred percent. And you never got a chance to play this game, right? No, I've only ever experienced it uh, secondhand through oh, videos or other people playing it. Oh um, wow! Which for me, I as terrible as it sounds, I don't I don't necessarily feel like I'm missing so so much of it. I, I mean, I'm missing the sensation of you know, keeping balance and um, plotting out the roots and all of that. But stuff like the 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 vibe and kind of the general spirit of it all, I still feel like I'm getting at least sort of a little bit secondhand, um, which is which is nice. I don't know even after today if I'll feel pulled to 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 giving it a shot. Yeah. It's one of those that I I see it, I I know it exists, but it never quite got me uh pulled me in um and that's just kind of kojima in general for me i it's he's pretty hit or miss like i'm a, I'm a metal gear solid fan but i also haven't actually played phantom pain yet <laughs> either mm. um which i want to but it's it's just it's he, he he's such a mixed mixed bag for me with you kind of were talking about it a bit before which is he's a great storyteller and he's got these great gameplay ideas but a lot of the times they just don't quite gel enough for me to to feel compelled to go actually experience it i'm glad we're both on the same page i'm more so on the i don't really like i like there's something creatively that i really like about him but for the most part it's like i didn't enjoy metal gear i didn't i mean i enjoyed this one but i didn't really like it too much so i'm like maybe it's just his style like he has Mm -hmm. his own style that i just it's just not doesn't match with mine you know yeah no 100 percent. well and it's um it is, it is, I'm just sitting here thinking about that there's, you, you mentioned like auteurs, but there's very, very few, uh, like video game auteurs, like they're, yeah. they're sort of known names sort of in the, in the industry, but I mm-hmm. feel like you really, like Kojima is the only one that comes up as sort of a proper definitive vision kind of guy for better or worse, um, which is some, I, I, there, there, that is something to respect, even if you don't necessarily uh, in, enjoy the output so much. I do think in a in an industry that feels a, a, a little bit more of uh, a larger group of people involved coming together to say something that you can point to, like yes, this is a Hideo Kojima game, yeah, warts and all, as opposed to something like Zelda, which does have a known director, but Zelda is very much is is not as much of a singular vision, yeah, from one person, more of a review board mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, he's one of those people that I'm I'm certainly glad that he's out there making things and yeah. I want him to keep making mm-hmm. things. I want him to be as weird as possible. I like that he is at a point in his career now where he just gets told yes to these crazy ideas. Yeah. That's what always it, fun. It's a shame that his Silent Hills game really yeah. uh, got shot in the foot before anything really took off because that was what he was working on when he got booted from Konami. I was just about to ask. So that um, was caught in the crossfire? Yeah. The Konami thing? Yeah. yeah. And that's so, and that's why like Guillermo del Toro's in Death Stranding randomly. Norman Reedus was going to be involved with uh, Silent Hills also. Oh, I heard like about yeah, that. it was going to be a yeah. whole big collaboration. And wow. uh, you can find is it PS4s? PS4s that have the demo that they released PT of PT going for crazy. Have you heard of, of this? I, I heard a little bit about now that you mentioned the whole like Norman Reedus being involved in that. I heard a little bit about that. Yeah, and it's like okay, that's what happened with it. Well, yeah, so they 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 shut it down. Sony shut it down. Took the this demo off of the store, the Play Store. So mm-hmm. anybody who downloaded it and has it on a console, they like that's worth a, a pretty hefty amount of money because it's just one of those. It was gonna be such a crazy experience because I I think it was just walking down a hallway, but you would sort of round a corner turn around wow. and then like w- whatever the creature design was was back behind you like really spooky stuff yeah dang yeah because it's just a constant loop yeah that's all it is but god i only got to watch a playthrough but man it's terrifying in a great way mm-hmm. so i you know i'm a i'm a 
the slightest bit bummed that his next game is just going to be a Death Stranding 2. It, it, you, you know, it's he's, it ha, hasn't shied away from sequels, uh, but I do think it's just... I, I would be more excited if he kept kind of doing new newer Original, things yeah, or kind yeah. of kept yeah experimenting with different yeah. gameplay types and ideas um and it's it's as much of a of a joke the the strand type gameplay was in those donkey videos i do think it is it's a testament to how maybe not how his brain works but i think it is it's the kind of thinking that sort of is the reason why he's sort of like a he's a tour in video games really um, cause you know, who's coming up with like new named gameplay types. Yeah. And new genres. <laughs> yeah. Whether or not it's going to, is if it's going to stick, that's a whole, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Yeah. And while we're on Kojima, um, let's talk a little bit about his intentions behind the game. This is from that article. What Hideo Kojima wants you to learn from Death Stranding. Nearly four years ago, Hideo Kojima felt alone in the world. The celebrated video game auteur had just left Konami, his corporate and creative home of 30 years. I had nothing around me, says Kojima56, but a dream and a passion to create. As he worked to build Kojima Productions, the company, he started, at, he started after leaving Konami. He realized, in fact, he had spent his life building connections with fellow creative types. Suddenly, I realized I wasn't alone. And that seems to be the biggest thing about Death Stranding. And it really came through for me is like a sense of loneliness, like the camera. So for anybody who hasn't played really, you're just delivering packages to and from different cities. And it's this desolate Icelandic landscape, but it's America. And while you're going, a lot of the times the camera will slowly pull back and just show nothingness around you. And you're just this kind of like a little speck just walking and this music kicks in and it's very melancholy and empty. The sky is usually gloomy and it is very lonely, and which is why I think him being a delivery person, when you get to the people's places, only their holograms, you rarely are in the same room with another real person. That's why so many people compared it to the COVID pandemic, even though it came out before the pandemic, which is crazy. Um, but some more quotes from his about creating the game is, the game's about connecting the world. What I want to say is that I'm connected to everyone and this connection I don't want to lose. That's why I created a knot so that I will never be parted from you ever. I feel always lonely in society. There are so many people who play games feeling like that, like they don't belong in the society. They don't really feel comfortable. You're all alone playing the game, and you're trying to connect this fractured society by yourself. The world is beautiful, but you're small, just a tiny speck. You feel hopeless and helpless and powerless. You feel so lonely. And so that feeling of trying to connect things through, I think, social media is where the game shines. Because you had a cool moment, Jose, where you were playing and you saw that rope. Yeah. And it's a rope left by another player mm -hmm. that you can then send a like to. Yeah. And those likes are really the main currency of the game. Like how much people like you and stuff winds up being one of the most important factors in the game. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And then he talks a little bit about politics too. The election of Donald Trump and the Brexit vote in the UK directly inspired the game. Video game creators are often reluctant to talk politics, but Kojima doesn't mince words. According to him, all art, games including, is inherently political. Our connections make it so. We are living in the world. Politics is always involved. I can't create art while trying to be blind about it. I put myself out in a game. Those parts will come out. If someone doesn't do that in their works, it means that they don't care about politics at all. Or maybe it, maybe it is just a weird person. We're in an era of individualism. Everyone is fractured, even on the internet. It's all connected all around the world, but everyone is fighting each other. Right now, communication is too direct. That's the root of it. We're not thinking about others. I don't have the complete answer on how to fix this. I really want people to play Death Stranding and answer themselves. I'm not giving up on it. Social media isn't just bad things. It really helped me to connect directly to people I would never have had the opportunity to. I feel lonely on it, but I can't say no. Which kind of makes Death Stranding a little sad. Because yeah. it's mm -hmm. all about loneliness and like the attempt to connect, but also kind of the pointlessness of mm. connecting without actually being present with each other i don't know did you get any of those vibes while you were playing it i did and i feel like that's a big part of what i like about this game i don't know what could have been done differently for me to like completely like emerge in it but there's definitely something there okay yeah do you think that some of the things you didn't like about this game were the same things maybe you didn't like about Metal Gear Solid, thinking about like complicated story, the gameplay being not like a lot of other games, and then a lot of dialogue and exposition. Do you think it was the similar things that were in MGS? 
I didn't particularly not like uh, Metal Gear for that. Um, I, I I don't know. I, I can't. I really can't put my finger on it. I feel like it, it might just be the. I don't know a, a part of his of his uh, of his style, but then again, there's such a big part that I do like, which mm. I, I I can't put my finger on it. Yeah, but. he's a he's an elusive guy. Yeah. Well, kind of talking about those older games, I am curious now that we're in modern gaming, pretty much with Death Stranding, with those retro TMNT kind of games to more cinematic stories. God of War was a big one for you, and then kind of in between, like Spore. Mm-hmm. Do you lean one way or the other now? Now I've actually, like, I've been able to enjoy all of them. Before it was more, like, story. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like there's, even though they're all different, I've I've been able to enjoy, like, certain ones from each, uh, what would you call that? Genre? or Yeah, or, like, era. But, yeah, I, I feel like it, it's just, like, when it comes to personal preferences, what I like and what I don't like. But Yeah, uh, going through these games, I haven't played a lot of retro arcade games uh, till this podcast. I'm playing things like TMNT. I got really into Sonic because of Aaron's episode. I beat Sonic Mania. Um, so it's given me a big appreciation for him, too. I think it's easy to just get caught up in the constant new games that are coming out yeah. and then to actually go back to the old ones. It's like, yeah, it's night and day. Aaron, real quick, before we jump to kind of the way this game was received and Jose's ranking list, you brought up a question about realism. Yes, I was hesitant to mention it when we were not <laughs> recording because I figured it would be good. Too uh, good of a question. Good conversation at uh, points, but I, I sort of, uh, yeah, it's connected to sort of the this the the the, the stylings of, of of games and um, the the fact that we have a character in this that can <laughs> go number one, go number two, take a shower, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> stuff that really <laughs> doesn't really doesn't exist in video games because like why what what's the point of of doing that other than just to sort of add that layer of realism um but i know that people will mod skyrim to you need to make sure that you're bundled up appropriately for the cold weather you need to make sure you're uh you're eating uh your food at a reasonable time at reasonable intervals like you would uh in real life or else you start um feeling stamina effects that sort of thing and i was gonna sort of yeah ask like what is there a line where that starts to become more annoying or you want more of that to be more sort of immersed in the the experience well now that now that you mentioned that i kind of want to play skyrim (laughs) (laughs) with the mod yeah i I feel like that'd be i don't know i don't know how if it'd get like boring after a little Mm -hmm. bit but i definitely want to try that out uh i feel like maybe if this game had a little bit more of that I'd be like a little bit more into it. But. Really, with more of the realism, more That's of the so realism fascinating. with because this was like, oh, I can go use the bathroom, right? But it didn't really like. You want to mm. really squeeze out a turd, <laughs> real time. Wow, no, no. I mean, like, it didn't really have any consequence. And when you're saying like you have to bundle up for the cold, otherwise your character's gonna. It's like I, I feel like that's really cool, and it, like you have to eat at a certain time, otherwise, like right. you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel, I feel like I definitely want to. Want to do that? Because this game gets knocked for I think with the walking and the traversal and tripping mm-hmm. over a rock for being too realistic. And I like sense. that. I like that. I, that's what I like about yeah, it too. Yeah, yeah that's what, that was going to be my answer. That I think that this game, and again, this is separate from all the Hideo Kojima stuff of his story. I think can be a little overbearing, but gameplay wise, I yeah. think he nails that balance yeah. of realism. Yeah. I like that. I oh the pee thing. I think. Later on, you find out that if you pee on the ghosts, it hurts them. So I think ah, that's the one like a, functional a thing, thing that it has, <laughs> um, which is funny. I think for me, there's there there's a bit of a line that 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 exists where it sort of exists somewhere in between the the Skyrim. I need to put on a coat and I need to eat every every five hours, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. To um, I really like how it, it the presentation of, of Red Dead Redemption Two, where there's a lot of design choices that are sort of purposefully done to emulate a certain the certain time period or the style where your default walking speed is just clomping around in, in <laughs> cowboy boots. You're not moving very fast. Your you know facial hair grows out over time and so you can only style your facial hair once you have facial hair you can't just sort of slap oh, that's really on. cool wow um and even then you have to go to uh either a barbershop or in your camp you have wow. a razor and, and and all of that that's so cool um little things like that i i appreciate and i i quite like but i i do think there does 
there, there there's a point in which it does uh, it feels like it's it's getting in the way of the experiencing of the game for me personally well and again for me it's like it comes to the point where it's like am i playing mario am i playing this new game mm-hmm. or am i playing you know like it depends on the kind of game because if it was i'm playing mario i don't yeah. care about going Ooh, yeah you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> but if it's a game like this i'm like okay yeah i feel like i, I could i could appreciate that for sure yeah mario's not gonna need a, a pee break in that <laughs> yeah. <lowest> level <laughs> mario pees on goombas and <laughs> yeah i was just about to say though jose i think it definitely needs to suit the game because yeah. a game like sure. minecraft where you have to eat that suits a survival game yeah but if it suits the game, yeah, then I'm all for the realistic stuff. Yeah. All right, well, Death Stranding received generally favorable reviews, 82 out of 100 on Metacritic, 6.8 out of 10, so not great there on IGN. Famitsu gave it a 40 out of 40, though. Notable reviews from Polygon was that first one I said about the box of sperm, about it feeling like two different games mashed together. And then this is a review of the director's cut from Mike Mahardy. Some art will, given time, morph alongside us. Some art will wait calmly, even stubbornly, for us to return with a new perspective. Death Stranding, by my estimation, has done a bit of both. It has sat patiently, confident in its mechanisms, and gargantuan in its ideas. But it has also shifted, just a little bit, while we did all our best to grow. So is Death Stranding Director's Cut worth playing? Absolutely. Especially now. Was Death Stranding also worth playing in 2019? I'd say so. I just wasn't ready for it yet. Uh, praise were for its graphics, uniqueness, atmosphere. Criticisms was that it was just a walking simulator, the story was too complicated, that the beginning and the end are a slog, all the things we've talked about. And the Kojima of it all could kind of be seen as a positive or a negative. There was this one gaming journalist, Jim Sterling, who said that Hideo Kojima at peak indulgence was Death Stranding, and he found the game to be annoying and boring, and he criticized its in- intricate systems and details, which he felt were implemented for the sake of realism or to show off. It's kind of what you were touching on, Aaron. But let's jump into, before we throw it to a break, Scorsese or Stark? I feel like this is like pretty in the middle. I would go Scorsese. More so Scorsese in the artistic side, in the in the enjoyment part, I'd say like later Marvel. How do you mean enjoyment? Like, again, it was, especially towards the end to me, I was, like, getting a little bit, like, bored of the story. Uh, well, I, with Stark, I, that's originally the mindless entertainment. That's true. Oh, okay, okay. So I think, the, yeah, the arcadiness or the, is it more let's, of an Let's artsy. redo that. It's, it's Scorsese. Okay, let's take it from the top. We'll leave all this in. Okay. <laughs> so, Jose, Scorsese or Stark? <laughs> I'm gonna go Scorsese. Ah, yes, yes, yes. What about you? I I think I'd also say Scorsese. Nice. Yeah, I think it's for everything that it's trying to do. It is definitely Hideo Kojima making a point. Didn't we establish we're gonna be straying away from Scorsese and Stark? We did. <laughs> anyway, <Something> else. <laughs> edit it out. <laughs> edit point. Just bring it back for the last episode. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. We'll see what happens in season two. That's just gonna be the whole. We're gonna rename the podcast to Scorsese or Stark. <laughs> Jose, this game takes forty hours to beat. Did you like it enough to play the rest? Um, that's a tricky one. I feel like I would get back to it at some point, but I'm in no hurry of doing it. I think you would not get back to it because <laughs> you said on the couch, I'm not going to play this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, if you ever want to, it, it's here for you. Um, I you think, <laughs> yeah, I think for me personally, and I could be your guinea pig. I think I will beat this and I could let you know if by the end it's one of those games that feels like this wasn't worth it okay. or if it picks That's up fair. by the end. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'll give please, you a heads up. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So. We are going, I'm going to read off Jose's ranking list. Number one, God of War. Number two, Spore. Number three, Mortal Kombat X. Number four, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the Hyperstone Heist. Number five, Stardew Valley. Number six, SSX Tricky. Number seven, Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Number eight, Skate 3. Number nine is Open. And number 10 is Metal Gear Solid. And Jose is going to put Death Stranding on this list right after this break. And we're back. I know the suspense is killing all of us, Jose. So we have to know, where are you ranking Death Stranding? Not only where are you ranking Death Stranding, but the, let's pump the brakes here. <laughs> this is your final ranking of the whole season. Yep. Man, how do you feel, first of all, before we dive in? I'm glad I have a full list now. 
Like, yeah. yeah. Those blank spaces were killing me. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> thought, thought, thoughts. I hated it. Yeah. Man, Aaron, how do you feel? Feels great. I, you know, seeing it kind of slowly assemble, come to come together, and and yeah, uh, yeah how how it all is gonna land is is gonna be good. Let's see. Any <laughs> predictions? Ooh. Any upsets? Do you think Sonic and Knuckles might get bumped up or bumped down? <laughs> Before it was at number. Oh, I peaked. Before it was a little lower on the list. Yeah, you know, I I don't imagine it's going to be changing uh okay. too, too much maybe it'll get bumped up by one but that's only because something else will be moving below but okay i'm do i didn't see number one i am predicting god of war will still be number one can i just say i was <laughs> uh telling my girlfriend's dad the earlier today about the podcast and how spore was sort of like a a sneaky just come, <laughs> yeah. come from behind nobody <laughs> expecting nowhere. it to, to 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 grab you the way it did and i just am so tickled by that because it's like a spore <laughs> is so random but it's just that's just the magic of this whole god whole bless experience. mark Rentschler. Yeah, seriously say. rko out of nowhere <laughs> <laughs> all right jose what you got all right number one scott war hell yeah number two spore Okay. Number three, Mortal Kombat. Gotcha. Is that 11? Uh, we played X. X, okay. You've been playing Mortal 11, I think, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, TMNT Hyperstone Heist, number four. Mm. Number five, SSX Tricky. Makes sense. Number six, Death Stranding. Ooh, okay. Number seven, Sonic's Three and Knuckles. Eight, Stardew Valley. Nine, Skate 3. Ten, Metal Gear Solid. That... I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think all of those track with what you said. I do after the Stardew Valley episode and I was listening and I mentioned this to you and when I listened to it back, I thought maybe we had rank because I think me and Camila told you so much that you hadn't experienced yet. Yeah. That we probably made it sound cooler yeah, than and, you got to play. And that's what I in my head, like when I was like re listening these as I like rated Death uh, Death Stranding, I was like I I remember not liking it as much as I yeah. ranked it. Yeah. So I'm like, that has to go down. Again, it, like, it might be like good later on, but to me, it was like... That, yeah, it's yeah. what did you get. Yeah. yeah. And I got to put... I was going to put Death Stranding at number five because of the parts that I enjoyed, but I had to put SSX Tricky just because it's one of those games that I feel like I would go back and, and play it. Yeah. And it's like, it has such uh, rooted... Uh, like memories in my head again, like when I was a kid, like going back, like in Colorado, like dentist's office, whatever. Definitely. You know, like that was uh, one of the best times we had playing too with Eli with the yeah. GameCube controller. Yeah. That was a blast. Yeah. So I, I had to put that one a little bit more on top of uh, the Stranding, but Whew. well, the world is reeling, but we go on. Um, <laughs> all right, so that is Jose's final ranking. We'll see how we do it with season two. It would be fun to as we introduce new games to have a season long ranking for that, those 10 episodes, mm -hmm. but then to also have a ultimate top 10 leaderboard Ooh, yeah. of no God of war after five seasons mm -hmm. is still number one. Yeah. Um, so we might do that, but stay tuned. All right. So it's time for a game of our own. Each person picks three movies or games that were adapted from the other medium. So a movie based on a video game, a game made for a movie, Let's take the example I've been using is Street Fighter, the game, the movie. It's a game based off a movie that was also based off a game. But let's say that's my pick. Jose and Aaron are going to guess what the Metacritic or Rotten Tomato score is. Metacritic if it's a video game, Rotten Tomatoes if it's a movie. Whoever's the closest without going over gets a point. And if they're right on the money, they get two points. At the end of it, whoever has the most points wins. So Aaron, you're kind of our guest. I'll let you go first. Ooh, with my suggestions? Yes. All right. And I know you've got four, so if you want to pick your top three and just start with one. All right. First of all, there's a movie adaptation of Far Cry that came out in 2008. What? What is its Rotten Tomato score? I can't believe I didn't know there was a movie of Far Cry. Since no one's heard about it. <laughs> yeah. Can I guess? Yeah. Go for it. I must say like 49. Is this the one that didn't have a critic score? Yes. Oh. What did you say? Forty what? Forty nine. I'm gonna say you said two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Is it called Far Cry? It is. I'm gonna say thirty. Well, uh, well, you're you're closer. So I guess technically, if we're going critic score, zero percent. Uh, it has a twelve percent <laughs> audience score. Wow. Um, I should but mention. But I went over. 
You did go over. Yeah. I guess nobody gets a point. Nobody gets a point. Nobody gets a point. <laughs> uh, 12%. A bit unfair of me. I should say uh, it is made by uh, UA Bull, oh. uh, who is infamous yeah. in the uh, video game uh, sphere for his god-awful yeah, movies. Yeah, just a bad movie sphere. All right, you're up, Jose. All right, let's go with Rampage. Ooh. The Rotten Tomatoes score. I will... I'm going to say... 43%. That's solid. You did audience? You did critic? I did critic. Critic. I'm going to do... I'm going to do a solid 50. You're really close, Will. It's 51. Oh! Mm. Very good. Give me that point. All right. Did you see it? I didn't see it. I did. Is it good? Uh, I remember it was a fun popcorn movie. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was about it. That's fair. All right, first up on my naughty little list is Captain America, the PlayStation 3 game. What is its Metacritic score? Also one out of 100. Oh, man. And this is the critic score. They also have an audience score, but this is critics. What what Captain America uh, video game is this? Uh, Based off the first Captain America movie. So around when that came out. I'm going to go like 37. Gotcha. I'm going to say like 74. Jose, you get the point, but you're closer. It's 61, but you overshot it. This price to reg roll is brutal. Terrible. Not doing so well. All right, Jose and me on the board. Aaron. All right. Slipping behind. My next one, uh, Ghostbusters the video game from 2009. So this is one that's somewhat cheating because it's, it's a spiritual successor to the movies, but... Hmm. Uh, I was pretty fond of this game back back when it came out. And so this is Metacritic. Metacritic. I'm gonna say thirty feels so safe. I'm gonna, but I'm gonna say thirty. I'm gonna go with thirty seven again. I guess uh technically Jose you get it. Uh seventy nine on Metacritic. <laughs> this is a well received <laughs> how, how am I getting these points? This is a well received game. Damn, that's thirty seven is my high. lucky number today. <laughs> okay. I gotta play that game. You're up, Jose. Um, Tomb Raider 2018. Oh, the movie. Yeah. yeah. I remember thinking it was fine, but I feel like it didn't do great critically. 65%. I remember really liking that movie. Like, I was looking forward to, like, the second part. Yeah, I remember had, I had just played the game, and I thought they did a fine adaptation of the game, but liking the game better. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I'll do... What was yours? 65. I'll do 50. Willie, it's 53%. <sighs> Give me that. <laughs> Not looking good. Well, maybe you got this one because it is Assassin's Creed the movie. Oh my god! Starring Michael Fassbender. What is that Rotten Tomatoes critic score? I'm gonna say like twenty nine. Okay. I'm gonna say nine percent. Oh. Aaron, you're on the board. Nineteen percent. Heck yeah. On the RT. I think I remember nobody liking this movie. I never even saw it. <laughs> But I remember it not looking very good. <laughs> All right. Okay, for my last one. The movie Resident Evil Apocalypse, which is the second of the Resident Evil movies that, uh, what's his name? Yeah, I'm, I know who you mean. I'm trying to remember who's in Resident Evil. The chick. Uh... It's uh, Mia Jovovich. Okay. <laughs> but I will say, sort of contextually why I picked this one, this is the first of these live action ones that had named characters from the game series mm. even if it was might have just been Jill Valentine and Nemesis but that's still pretty cool and this was you said the second movie this is the second movie from okay. to like 2004 I know it's 60 I'm gonna go with 50 well you got it it's Damn. 19% critic score oh that's much lower yeah. than I expected um, but just for 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 funsies I also included the audience score in my notes which is 60% oh wow okay. so I guess 60% the audiences <laughs> audiences enjoyed it critics not so much we should do another one of these with like discrepancies between critics and audience yeah. scores because yeah. that's always interesting to see alright the score going into this final round by the way Jose has two Aaron has one I have three so Jose step it up Uncharted I'll let you go first. Hmm. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna I'm gonna risk it all. I'm gonna say seventy. Seventy for critics, which is pretty insane, and I regretted it immediately. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna say, I'm gonna say like fifty four percent. 
It was 41%. Oh, shit. Oh, well, I liked that movie. <laughs> yeah. But I'm no critic. All right, nobody gets a point, I guess. All right, the final game. So, Jose, you could tie it up. Arthur and the Invisibles, the PlayStation 2 game. What is that Metacritic score? I want to say, I want to say 38. 47. Jose, we are all tied up. So it's good oh. that you got four. Yeah, because we I've got one as a extra one. Remember I said that, we won't be needing it? <laughs> <laughs> that score was 66, by the way, for Arthur and the Invisibles. I remember liking that movie as a kid. Same here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and the man. second one, too. Snoop Dogg. Hell yeah. <laughs> so my fourth one. Uh, Toy Story 2 for the N64. There's a Metacritic score for that? That's crazy. There is. I'm going to say 60. 43. Jose's oh. got it. What was, what was it? it? 58. Oh, two points. 58, yes. Dagger to the heart. All right, Jose. Nice. You are the true gamer i guess <laughs> i guess that's what the, the most gamer <laughs> of us all he's Man, achieved his game. final form all right very nice well aaron what are you playing right now uh well playing me some some zelda tears of the kingdom right uh but no i've got a, a decent backlog i've built up over the last month and a half so my my plan is uh next going to jedi survivor the follow-up to fallen order that we uh, mentioned briefly up top yeah somewhere in there um and then uh sonic frontiers eventually um but yeah all zelda all the time yeah i was talking to my coworker, and he was he was almost like upset that i hadn't gotten it yet he was like <laughs> i just don't get how you haven't gotten it yet <laughs> like and he we were on a, a shoot for work and he was like yeah i want to be at home playing it right now like i don't want to not be playing zelda i've heard yeah. they just knock it out of the park it's one of those where it's just like if i'm not playing it i'm thinking about yeah. it all it's just wow yeah that's a high price that's great yeah i after finishing up disco elysium i think i'm gonna give the stranding a little more time i'm gonna see if it kind of sinks its teeth in me and then if not i'm gonna play horizon forbidden west um i've had that in my backlog forever it's very good and then probably resident evil 4 because i really like two. heck yeah yeah that's my foreseeable future um plugs anybody got any plugs i don't we are working on a project right now which is kind of the reason why season two of this podcast will definitely be coming later this year but we won't immediately be rolling into it because of this project we've got working on jose's got an exciting project that he's got working on that will we'll have more info on and you can check our socials and everything for that but do y'all have anything you'd like to plug not today. I didn't come prepared for anything. So yeah, I feel like we're all working on stuff yeah. that is coming soon. Yeah, but do yeah. you have anything? Not an official plug. I'm going to put this out in the universe just to keep me accountable. I've been talking forever about getting a yes. podcast of myself off the ground. Hell yeah. Um, and I, I want... I want to be able to do that here in the in the, within the next year. I Probably sooner than later, but uh, have not had the time to properly really do a, a record, but uh, I'm hoping I can make that happen absolutely yeah if y'all want to hear more of those sweet sweet pipes coming through your ears definitely let aaron know that he needs to get on that because that'll be a good time and you got your first two guests right here heck yeah be a lot of familiar voices i think <laughs> perfect <laughs> <laughs> uh perfect well our music by the way just to we mentioned it when aaron was on for his episode but just to reiterate it our music is by aaron Dillon, that great theme song you can find us on socials at the new player pod on instagram we're on tiktok and twitter I am at underscore William Barrios on Instagram and Twitter. Where can people find y'all on socials? Uh, Instagram at Jose Emiliano with a zero instead of an O at the end. And I am at DaFroyo on Instagram. Oh, yeah. And if y'all have any questions, we, uh, we're open to, you know, kind of shifting the format a little bit. If anybody has general questions about games for any of us in, for, in particular about the game we're covering that week, you can email those to the new player pod at gmail.com. Uh, we may read them on air. That may be a new segment we do in the future. Um, but season two, we are already talking to new guests, some old guests returning, new games we want to cover. There's a lot that we want to talk about as we continue to pull Jose into our world. So we appreciate everybody that's been listening. It's been great to see people from uh, all over the world, too. We, I think we got Israel and then I think 
Scotland or something is oh, like wow. the latest country or something that we're getting some listeners in. So it's just been cool to see uh, people have opinions that they either share or strongly disagree with with Jose, which has been great to see. And also, Jose, I want to officially apologize for I put out a survey on our Instagram of whether or not people agreed with your ranking list and all the options were a little rude. They were either like everyone's entitled to their own opinion or he doesn't know what he's talking about. And none of them were like, I really agree with you. What what was the highest one? The highest, like that's fair. It was very neutral. And you were like, we couldn't add like a damn daddy or something like that. So hey. if you if you're right on board with Jose, definitely let him know. Give me a damn daddy, no? <laughs> yeah, drop that damn daddy in Jose's DMs. <laughs> the whole inbox, it's yeah. nothing but damn. Daddies. It'll blend in with the rest <laughs> of them. <laughs> no, but for real, you guys were actually able to do the goal of this podcast, which was bringing me into gaming. Hell yeah! And I've been doing it on my free time every once in a while with with yeah. my roommates. So, which I feel like you never used to do before. I never so used to do it. Yeah. Sheesh. Yep. Right. <laughs> Well, we are, we had, uh, before even jumping onto the record, we talked about Jose whipping our ass in some Mortal Kombat, so we're about to go get a couple rounds in. But I've heard all I need to hear. That's our show. That's our season. And we'll see you next time on the New Player Podcast. So long. Peace. Peace.